Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. So in this episode, I had a fantastic conversation with the founders of the B-Tree community. And they have created a fantastic online community centre supporting those living in social isolation. And I just can't rave enough about the service that the founders, Debbie and Claire, provide. When I came across them, I found them on social media and just instantly gravitated towards them. They're just so kind. <laughs> like They're so nice. They're so kind. What I don't want the Business of Healthcare podcast to turn into is just a show that showcases the big companies because we all start from nothing, right? We all start from somewhere. And I just really believe in what they do. Healthcare is not just your hospital, your doctor. You, it is what makes us healthy is so much more than what the NHS should provide. And there are some amazing social enterprises, some charities, individuals in our communities doing amazing, amazing things. And I really wanted to give them the opportunity to share their service and for people to share their message and sign up. I just love them. I absolutely love them. And before we jump in, um, I like to have a pre-meet with all of our guests, just so I get to learn a little bit more about them. And they didn't say it in this interview, but I want you guys to hear some of the notes that I made. And this will indicate why I think it's important for them to come on the podcast. They said to me, Tara, you do not realise how many people do not leave their own home. Lockdown highlighted what needed to happen but this is not just a lockdown project. Our community is full of people that are hidden. They are bright, they are funny, they are creative, and the Bee Tree community is changing that. Without further ado, sit back and enjoy. Debbie and Claire, welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Tara. You're the second round of guests that we've had where we've got, oh no, maybe the third, that we've got more than one person. So I was introduced to the Bee Tree community on Twitter. It, it was quite a while ago. When I saw what you guys offered... I just instantly, I just thought this is so, so, so 
nice and so kind and it looked really inviting so I messaged them on Twitter and was like I'd love to have a conversation with you guys we spoke like it was a week ago and I nearly cried (laughs) they're just so so kind so could you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do so I'm Claire I'm um the person you messaged on Twitter actually so I'm like the marketing person behind Beatree My background is in nursing, midwifery, and I'm training to be a counsellor at the moment as well. So yeah, Debbie had this idea last year, and we're both friends, and we decided to kind of go for it really and just create it based on professionally and personally what, what I know and what I've experienced as well. So yeah, it's, I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much me. (laughs) Debbie, tell us about yourself. I am a counsellor. I run run my own practice as a counsellor, psychotherapist, supervisor, etc. for, oh, 12 years now. Before that, I was a teacher educator uh, for many, many years. So I have a background in academia and started even further back than that in health promotion. This was kind of a realisation last year based on really my own experience of kind of 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 the world really and and how it was and I guess it was quite a sudden realization that you know lots and lots of people live in lockdown regardless of a pandemic uh for so many reasons and I guess I was surprised I hadn't realized it before but I hadn't (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, who'd like to do this with me then? Yeah. And Claire went, me! <laughs> when Debbie, um, here we are. like in terms of starting the Bee Tree community, that was that was in kind of March, April last year when Debbie first had that idea, spoke to me. And obviously with, with the professional background that we have, it, it was a bit like a light bulb moment of, like Debbie said, of um, like, of course, we need a service that, that can help with social isolation and loneliness because that isn't something that's unique to lockdown. We're all just in the middle of that at the moment. So it was really current. We could all feel it, but we knew there was people outside of lockdown who, who needed, they chronically, they were lonely or isolated for a huge variety of reasons from all different backgrounds across the whole of society. And we thought we need a service that can bring these people together over Zoom particularly because Zoom became so important during lockdown and it became a norm. It wasn't, I didn't feel like it was a norm before lockdown, whereas now Zooming each other is as normal as texting each other or ringing yeah. each other. It's it's really familiar to everyone. So we thought we need to use that really and build on it to make an online community centre, which is what Beechery is. So what services do you offer? What is an online community centre? What do, what are you guys actually doing? Um, so an online community centre is, um, we basically host a timetable of 19 different Zoom sessions run by, oh, is it 12 volunteer hosts? I think we've got Deb, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Run by these hosts oh, who yeah. are all they're professionals they are experienced they are passionate about the subjects that they're hosting so for instance we've got yoga kundalini yoga laughter yoga 
relaxation, cooking, gardening, art, creative writing. We have got so many different sessions that we have these amazing hosts who do it. Um, they're such about an hour and a half each a week and they do that donating their time and their energy to host these sessions for our members it's really for the the purpose of the community I think because we don't pay directly mm-hmm. on hosts it is all a volunteer and um, program that we're running so our hosts are also members though so you will often see the hosts of one session pop up in other sessions and it's it's all based on trying to support people who are lonely, who are isolated um, for a, a whole host of reasons, really. But, yeah, it's just we we are also volunteers. So we do run this around our own jobs, our families and other commitments. But it's created such a it's such a wholehearted community, really. It's honestly, it's yeah. it's made it was, a difference. Yeah. It was so important from the very start that it's not it's not classes, it's more than that. So we were kind of like, okay, where's we were very clear about where the gap is because you can go online and you can join a yoga class, you can go on YouTube, you can learn how to knit. But what you can't do is become part of a community where people know you. Um, and they see you from one day to the next, or they see you every Tuesday and every Friday, um, and where there is a sense of belonging and togetherness and that sense of community. So we're more than, uh, and we always wanted to be more than, and it's wonderful that it's working that way. It's so great for us to see it happening, is that it is a community. It is people ask each other which classes which session which is why we don't call them classes we call them sessions what you go into this week uh oh where's where's such body if they don't turn up or how are you because you know that they've not been well etc etc and so it it was that it was not just about being a zoom yeah um kind of session if you like so much more than that we also have um, our WhatsApp groups as well. So recently we've created WhatsApp groups for every single session that we man between the two of us so that our members can share resources, can say if there's any problems going on, we're trying to get right into the sessions or anything like that. There's that community outside of the Zoom sessions as well. So it just means that all in all, our members have got a community to belong to and belong with and also be missed by if they're not there as well, which people who live alone or don't have family or friends who are truly isolated or feeling isolated, it's so important for them to have just somebody to genuinely miss them and say, oh, oh, I missed you the other day. So, yeah, it's... It's it's become really it's become more successful more quickly than what I thought it would to be honest. But it kind of speaks volumes as to how much it was needed. I think. How many people mm. are you currently supporting? How many people are members of your community? Say so about thirty, Deb. Yeah, I think there's there's thirty thirty five at the moment. If Wix is correct, <laughs> <laughs> our website tells us all these wonderful statistics. <laughs> So on a regular basis, on a, on a regular week, we we have we have thirty thirty five people in our sessions in any one week. 
and they it, it, what tends to happen is people come along to one session and uh, so it's like oh I'll, I'll try I'll try knit and natter and then before they know it somebody's saying to them oh are you coming to the over 60s or are you coming to creative writing are you coming to cooking and then all of a sudden they're in they're in there yeah. and then someone just say are you coming to wordplay are you coming to singing and then they're in there and yeah it is it is really funny one of our members a while ago said my house is in such a state because I don't get a chance to do anything because I keep coming to Beatrice sessions <laughs> I'd far rather come to Beatrice sessions but I keep thinking I should clean my house at some point <laughs> which was really lovely really lovely to hear yeah one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on, it's really important. So we, the, the Business of Healthcare podcast attracts really quite big businesses and it's very exciting, but everywhere, everyone starts from scratch. Everybody starts from an idea, no customers, potentially no money, two friends, two colleagues, yeah. <laughs> bootstrapping and doing it together. So I think it's really important that the show isn't just for shiny, big investment-backed businesses. We're all just normal people just trying to do, you know, like make a difference. Yeah. And I think what, I don't know what, I always feel emotional when I talk about this, but I think that I'm learning about population um, healthcare. I'm learning about the personalised care agenda. I'm learning about social prescribing. And one person can have a significant impact on the health and well-being and welfare of one person. Yeah. You two have come together, you're helping 30 people. Those 30 people may come into contact with another 30 people. I even, even know that they yeah. may be socially isolated. Yeah. They may have a friend that they can text that's not part of your community. And when they speak and someone yeah. says, what have you been up to today? And they say, I've done a cooking class. And then you've got two people sharing a positive experience. Yeah. And I think that we underestimate that. It's like my new, I just, I think what you guys are doing is so special. And I think that when we think of healthcare, it's not just about going to your GP. Mm. It's just, it's or going to the hospital. It's so much more than that. And actually, if we invest in services like yourselves, might not have to go to the GP. Yeah. 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 That, That is something we feel really strongly about, actually. And we were discussing this the other day in terms of how we're viewed as a mental health resource. Um, I mean, you've just said it in a nutshell there, really. We we feel it's invaluable social, you know, socialising, connection with other human beings is at the core of what it means to be a thriving person living the life, really. Yet when you look at our mental health services that we have, it is they are so under-resourced they are so stretched that the services like ours don't really make it because the crisis services need to be there really for the acute kind of moments but the chronic side of it the prevention side of it supporting people to perhaps not reach those crisis points you know that's something I know from my nursing background I'm a midwifery that is something that in physical healthcare, we aim for prevention rather than cure. Prevention is always key. Things like doing vaccinations at the moment for coronavirus, you know, that preventing it rather than allowing it to happen and then trying to treat somebody with coronavirus, it's something that baffles us, is why can't we get mental health as well? Why is it not as valued in mental health? 
And I know, I mean, I'm this, I'm really the lone marketing person for Beechery, trying to do it in my spare time. And we are seen as as a hobby group, um, as a, you know, like an abundance <laughs> of hobby groups. We're not viewed as a particularly important mental health resource. And this is talking to mental health groups on Facebook. This is talking to people who we'd expect to have a much deeper understanding of mental health, emotional mm. stress and what people need to be supported. But there are barriers that we come up against time and time again because we're viewed mm. as, just, you know, it's just another knitting group. It's just another art group. So it is a bit frustrating. <laughs> and I, and, and I yeah, you know, there is, there's, there's already so much research out there. You know, there's so much about the benefits of, of singing, of, of even knitting, yeah. of creative writing, of bingo, of everything that we do, the, the, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual benefits are, you know, it's well documented, it's well researched. And, and it seems crazy to us that, that you know, this, this is just taken, taken no notice of really, but, but also that it, it, there seem to be two options in mental health. It's kind of you're, you're unwell or you're well. Uh, you're in crisis or, or you're not, as Claire says. And so then you're either sent to counselling or, or you don't get anything. And, there, you know, I've been in mental health for a long time now. There are people who, who you know, who come through my doors. They don't need counselling. What they need is community what they need is a sense of belonging what they need is somebody to talk to what they need is help through a really difficult time right now whether that be a bereavement whether that be a job loss whatever that is whether that be an illness new parent yeah they don't need counseling as such they don't need these big mental health services what we need is that kind of that different that almost that middle layer that's missing and and that's that that's you know what Beatry is all about. We are that middle layer, you know. These and this, you know, our members help each other. Our members they come in and they offer that support and that how are you and that oh that's really hard. That's that's tough. That just being heard, being listened to, being cared about. And and I'm a great believer that you know the NHS government whatever you want how, whatever big scale you want to look at it that they're not necessarily best placed to provide what we are providing and we can do a lot of this for ourselves and and we need to realize that like you know like you said Tara we make a big difference to each other if if we just kind of step out and do even even a little bit uh, we don't need to be looking at massive kind of you know the NHS it's too big it, it can't possibly understand what's required at this level never mind provide it um, so I'd like to see a lot more of us so one thing I wanted to, for you to pick up on or one I wanted to pick up on is around so firstly without sounding like patronizing it's like <laughs> welcome to business this is healthcare this is the NHS and if it was easy you know, like we wouldn't be, the system wouldn't be in the situation that it's in. Where everybody yeah. is fighting for their service, for their patients in one way, shape or another. So I think it is just, 
it is incredibly frustrating and you, this my understanding this is the first foray into your entrepreneurial social enterprise journey and people you know may say I've been doing this for years years and years and years and feel like they're not progressing but you are progressing because you've got your proof of concept and there is lots of research and there are lots of people that believe in well-being mental health the power of yoga the power of mindfulness so you're not you know like you're you're definitely not a lone voice you're not the only people going look at us because there are loads of people there's something about finding those people when you happen to really network and you mentioned around marketing so lots of people I'm in a I'm a small teeny tiny consultancy with a podcast and having a podcast has been absolutely fantastic. That is way that is a way for me and you and people that come on to share their message, you know, across the UK. It, and it's listened to in other countries. And it's like when you first start, nobody listens and you fumble your words or the text broken, the text broken today. You know, like there's always something. And I think it does take tremendous tremendous resilience and every entrepreneur social enterprise everybody you're walking a well-trodden path yeah <laughs> um it comes to marketing and say to people someone said to me how do you market the podcast and it's like over and over yeah and over and over and over and over and I feel like I do sometimes feel like I'm when I'm online I'm like literally saying to people all of the time listen to me I know you've got kids but listen yeah. have you listened to the podcast, Can you listen to the podcast? Um, yeah. and yeah. you just have to keep going on about it and I think yeah. and you just have to really believe in it so I think it's is to share that lots of people you're in the same situation mm. but there is things there are things that we can do for ourselves and one of the things is probably just before I met you, but I signed up to, um, like, it's a bit of fun. It's called a Gojo Challenge, and I'm doing it with an organisation called Pure Physiotherapy and Push Doctor, and it's, like, the most miles in a month. Oh. Doing that virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With people. Mm-hmm. Some are people, I think, Finn, who's the CEO of Pure Physiotherapy, he did, like, a marathon, like, on day one. Some people <laughs> are just doing, like, a <laughs> I know, ridiculous. Yeah, it's his idea, obviously. <laughs> Some people just do a couple, not even, you know, like a couple of K a day. But doing, mm. the reason why I'm bringing that up is that sense of community. We have got a WhatsApp group and saying, I'm really sorry, guys, I'm just done a couple of K today or I'm not doing anything today. And knowing that they're in a nice way, people are kind of counting on me because every K counts, every mile counts. We all are in it together. I'm really, really happy with that. You know, like it yeah. makes me feel really mm. good. So there are things that we individually can do and it's nerve-wracking right even though it's virtual you know like sometimes talking on a whatsapp group even then you're like I don't want to say anything stupid and you're just saying like hi (laughs) 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 sometimes it's nerve-wracking but it is important for the sense of satisfaction and well-being you get from pushing yourself out do you know what um the thing I think the main thing that just got me thinking as you were talking um we are both as much members of B-Tree as our members and hosts are. And okay. I know this morning um, I hosted our creative writing session <laughs> and our theme that I brought to it just because I felt like it was empowerment. And it's a, it's a group of women at the moment. And we had the most incredible 
session from it and the whatsapp group was buzzing afterwards as well and it's one of those things where when I came to it because I'm not feeling particularly well at the moment either so when I came to it I'm a bit like oh let's open the group let's get in let's get to get hosting and do you know what it just it reminds me every time when I'm in these groups of why we're doing it so why I am up at half 11 at night sometimes getting more Twitter followers and following people and you know, commenting on things and trying to network. It, it reminds me of why I'm doing it when I see people there who are genuinely emotional talking about moments in their lives that they have felt empowered, which was their prompt for creative writing today. And it was just, we were all kind of, well, nearly crying at the end of it. But <laughs> I thought, it, what a Friday feeling to have after that. And it is, it it feeds back in. Although we're both directors and creators of B-Tree, we go to these sessions and come out of them with the same benefits as the members do. We are in that community as well. So although we're the, although we're the directors, creators and whatnot, mm-hmm. it really is, um, it is one big community kind of thing. And our members care about us as much as we do about them. We have made new friends and got the same benefits as they have got from joining B-Tree which I didn't fully realise when we started this just how important that would be um, for the resilience of keeping it running and keeping it growing because it does take a lot as you've just said Tara it does and it is over and over and over and over again fighting the same fight to get it heard get it known and to connect with other people who can see the value of it really. So one of the things you were saying where it's um, the two of you, but obviously you've got contributors uh, hosting your sessions, yes. but we've talked about marketing. So you're a social enterprise. So you've submitted your paperwork for that to make it all official. Um, you'd have yeah. done some finances, some business planning. I was asking them, when I first met them, I really did quiz them in like classic Tara style. I was like, how are you funded? you know, what's your business plan? How much money do you need to make a difference? (laughs) Really trying to understand the business model. And I think that's the, that's the, it's the business stuff that will make you seen as a business, right? That will make you seen not as a knitting club. Mm. There is something around professionalizing and positioning your offer. So people, so it looks, it looks like a professional outfit and that you're providing a service Mm. and it will evolve over time. But I think I'm just emphasizing these things for people that are listening. Loads of people want to do something that's beyond their normal day job. Right. Mm. And there it's trying to uncover what needs to be the steps that we all have to do you talked about a website and their website's like pretty impressive how did you build that (laughs) ourselves and we learned along the way yeah Debbie Sundrew helped us out with that and then I took it over and and carried on developing it really so we've literally everything about B-Tree it is all from us we've had we've had help and guidance from um UConn Mm. and the university that we're both that we're both with um, Sorry, what university was that? It's the University of Central Lancashire. Okay. Um, so they have the propeller service who have been fantastic in helping us with guiding us to set up a business first and foremost to, to demonstrate to us yeah. the pitfalls that could happen so we can try and avoid them <laughs> and to just help us with putting us in touch with various people to help us with like social media and even like the website yeah. stuff, giving us some contacts just to get us started, mm-hmm. to get networking with the right kind of people as well. 
They've been fantastic. We, we, yeah. Can I just, it's Craig, who is our kind of business support um, from UCLan. I have to mention Craig. It's in our very first meeting. We took along our idea and our kind of quite bizarre business plan. <laughs> and he said, he, he kind of, why are you doing it like that? And we went, we don't really know. It seemed like a good idea. And just went, you know, make any money doing it like that. So we changed our entire business yeah. kind of model and and we would have done have we not met Craig we would have gone off in a very different kind of way of doing this that wouldn't have been anything like what it is now and so we we, you know we're really grateful because we have met some amazing people who have just we wouldn't be where we are without them no Um, including Cassie we can go to Cassie whenever we want and she will do a radio interview for us she does all like community um, services, advertising them and interviewing them in Southport. And she found us the same way you did, actually, Tara. She found us and she said, I will help you to get you out in the local community. And she has been invaluable. She does it for free. She's a volunteer. Yeah. too. Yeah. This seems to be the common theme, um, volunteers. <laughs> um, yeah. But she has helped us immensely with the radio and everything. It's just been it's been brilliant. All the help with people who have stepped up to support us, our hosts stepping up to support us as well. We yeah. don't directly pay our hosts, but we do advertise for them. So particularly now we've got the website, those who do have businesses, we have said we will advertise across our social media channels, across our website. They've got a whole page on each host on there, which links through to their own websites and social media links. So particularly as we grow bigger as well, we really can fulfil like the online community centre aspect of that in terms of making sure that members can see what our hosts have got to offer. And our hosts have already got new clients from our membership as well who have have contacted them outside of B3 as we encourage them to, to support our hosts and, you know, other small businesses who want to kind of come and work with us as well, really. Mm. Yeah. We will be running our our kind of this year, our aim this year is to run paid courses. So we have what we call our core courses, which are within our £10 a month subscription. Um, so co- everybody gets access to those. But what we're also going to run is an, another level of courses, which our members can pay an additional fee for. And then the horse will actually earn some money for that um, and they'll give us a small percentage percentage to help us run B-Tree. So that's really exciting because I think we've got, at the moment, on, <laughs> we've, we've got prepped for lesson. They're just waiting. Sue's so doing, you know, a six-week learning how to bake bread course. Um, we've got a mindfulness course. What's Lorraine doing? Lorraine wants to do a kind of a woman, a women's health course. Mm. So these will be we will be additional courses, and yeah, we're really excited by that. And so that it's also an opportunity for us to kind of you know support small businesses because they're struggling at the moment, and small businesses yeah. you know who have a similar um, kind of motivation and vision as as us. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to being able to do that. So what is what are some of the challenges you guys have faced and overcome? Oh, <laughs> you know, what? I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, hmm, 
I'll let Claire talk about it in a minute. But for me, I've written down it's actually been surprisingly easy. Mm. It, it's it's if you we didn't exist before you September, are so, so going to regret saying that. <laughs> it's been surprisingly. Like you're going to open up your email easy. tomorrow and think, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Claire do it. <laughs> um, it's people have been so lovely, and and all the people who have come on board to to help us with this. It is a lot of work, but I guess it's that thing where you know when you're loving what you're doing. It doesn't feel like hard work. Don't get me wrong. There have been moments when I've nearly thrown this laptop through the window because I don't know anything about business. And apparently I run it now. (laughs) 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 Don't say that in a pitch meeting, okay? um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the .uk website, really, I'm not going to say any more than that. Um... (laughs) But in other ways, it, it has been so, it's been, it's it feels easy because it's just so lovely and we're just surrounded by people who are just amazing. And, you know, I have to say, our members are so incredibly loyal. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, something will go wrong and, and they'll just, and we'll be like, oh God, where's that link? And, uh, and they'll just be like, it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just wait. <laughs> just, and so, in in many ways, it, it's actually been. It, it's not that it hasn't has its had its challenges, but and it isn't a great deal of work. And um, there are times when, yeah, at three in the morning, you're really wondering why you're doing this. But in other ways, you know what? It, it's just so lovely yeah. that it doesn't feel like hard work in that sense. Um, yeah, so I did. I wrote down, it's been surprisingly easy. <laughs> I think tomorrow you might get a different answer. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, um, I'd say the thing that's probably the most difficult, because the, the easy bit is actually what it is. It's like I said before, you know, resilience is built for me by going to the actual groups and yeah. having the benefits of it. But when there's other things going on in life, the tree is something that we can't just switch off from. So it's, it is our baby in that sense. It needs constant nurturing, attention. And the thing that I found the most important with that is me, Debbie and Katie are in constant contact about it as well, particularly me and Debbie. Katie is a single mum, so she's not as available as me and Debbie are. But me and Debbie have an ongoing joke that we're like each other's wives because we see each other. It feels like more than our husbands every day sometimes, (laughs) like through Zoom, through WhatsApp, checking in, making sure that, you know, is this covered? Is that covered? Is everything okay? Can you cover this? Can you do that? It's, It's constant communication and constant consideration that is needed for for tree, so I think particularly because oh. it, doesn't, it doesn't earn us an income either mm. as we said before it is literally the passion for it that keeps us going with and it what do, and well. what do your partners say so all of a sudden they had their wives just doing a typical yeah. as ish you know like nine to five job 
that you've so still got your job and now you've got your business and it is a business and don't yeah. keep saying you don't know yeah. anything about business because you do yeah what have your do. partners have what have your partners said my well my husband Dak um he actually set up our initial structure for B-Trees an IT guy luckily for us <laughs> so he forms one half of our technical support team He's been really supportive about this from the start. Like it's one of those things where, I, I mean, I do B-Tree from a personal view, viewpoint. I actually left nurse the midwifery to become self-employed and to train as a counsellor, met Deb through that, and then we've created B-Tree. So B-Tree for me and DEC forms part of our future for when we have kids. We want a job where I don't have to go to work just to be paying for nursery fees. I can work around our family in the future as well. So I know me and Deck, B-Tree, as much as it is my thing, and it is my thing, definitely, he is there to help us with the IT bits, to suggest things, to show me how to design the website. So taking over from Drew, Debbie's son, in that respect, Deck has been able to teach me a lot of the IT stuff. So he's very much a huge support and backup in that sense. And he... He is like an honorary B-Tree member, to be honest, so <laughs> cool. and so is Andy, Debbie's husband, because he's, um, well, Debbie will tell you. <laughs> he's involved as well, If you ever, If you ever want to see my husband, you'll find him in Cooking Club on B-Tree. Oh, so it's just like he is, oh, one he is, big family he is our cooking club celebrity because <laughs> uh, he can't he could never cook and I said all I ever wanted was a man who can cook and and he's nearly there now um <laughs> yeah I guess it's really interesting this because Claire and I are at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of our career Claire's kind of building hers and I'm you know I'm looking at winding down <laughs> um and, and I get fed cake and cups of tea and all kinds of things because my my bottom really gets off this chair. Um, and, and, and but that's because that's because you know Andy's looking forward to his retirement and B Tree bringing in millions, so he's happy to feed me cake, and tea, you know, bringing some cheese on toast if he can retire in five years is what he keeps telling me. You guys will. I have got such. I have no doubt whatsoever you know, you will be speaking again and you will have thousands, millions of members. So I would, to close this interview out, if you could ask our business of healthcare community for any help or support, what would you, what would you ask of us? Oh, I think it would Can be... I answer that one? You, Did you, answer. you answer, Deb? Can I answer that one? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, Claire, it's all, I know it's what Claire's going to say anyway as well. It's just get involved, you know, whether it come, come as a member, come as a host. I'd really like a florist right now. I'd love to do a floristry session and just do flower arranging every two weeks. That That's my ideal. But come, pass our details on, share us, include us in your service information, in your packs, in your brochures, on your website. Help us get- and come and talk to us. You know, it's like some of our sessions have happened because you know people have said oh are you you, do you want to do that do you want to do this do you do this and they're like no but maybe we could we can have a look at it you know so and one of the wonderful things 
was we wanted a singing teacher we wanted a singing session and so Claire just put out on Facebook has anybody got an hour and a half who knows how to sing who wants to come and host a singing session Mm. and you know what Ali appeared and went I'll do it and she is amazing fantastic and it was that easy so just just come talk to us come along get involved we you know our aim is to have fun and our aim is to be is to be responsive to you know to our community and so you know we're not precious we don't have really an idea about how it will develop and grow other than our core values of creating a community and it being all about well-being other than that one that's affordable and accessible you know I can see the one door's way. open I can see one way that it will grow. And in my, I think I mentioned to you before, in my day job in primary care networks, yeah, most primary care networks of around, they're around 1,250 have social prescribing. Not yes. all of them. Mm, yeah. So I think one objective, yeah. you know what, I'm going to give you your objective. <laughs> Thank you. It's that word for social prescribers, isn't it? I think every social every social prescribing service in the UK should have the B Tree community as part of their directory of services. Like hands down. That is an easy, quick win. My call to those of my colleagues that work in primary care networks is go onto the website, message them on Twitter, get to understand about the service and add it to your directory and actually speak to you guys because then you they can really sell it when they're talking yeah. to patients. Yeah. I am yeah. actually going to, um, if you search the hashtag social prescribing, you will see B-Tree all over it. I've included it for months now, yeah. social prescribing. And we are, I will be messaging those who are following us on um, Twitter as well, the social prescribers, because I think, mm-hmm. I think social prescribers are a service that I don't think a lot of people know what they do, but when you realise what they do, so when they can get people in touch with services like mm. us, because they know and value how important a service like us is and the difference it can make to people's quality of life, you know, social prescribers are invaluable in that sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if there are any social prescribers out there, please help us get known share us with your people and with the people you look after and support and please shout about us and try not to forget us <laughs> we're such yeah, a good audience yeah. we're 10 a month for access to all 19 zoom sessions most of them are weekly you're not really going to beat us on price i don't think either so yeah. it is it's a fantastic resource and it is also safeguarded i want to add that in from our professional background, we've made sure from the start that members need to provide their full contact details, emergency contact details, so that we can send emergency services to their house if needs be as well. Plus, we are in every B-Tree session ourselves, at least one of us, it's usually both, to support our hosts and our members as well. So it is a really well thought out holistic service. So please, yeah. please... <laughs> help us get known that's our biggest barrier at the moment but the structure is there we've got an online community center just help us get people in it Debbie one of the things you keep saying is oh they're just everyone's been so amazing everyone's been so lovely yeah and amazing people attract amazing people right so you wouldn't people aren't just being kind you are attracting you know like like attracts like you are attracting what you put out um, if people want to find you guys, where's the best place to connect with you? 
So people can email us. We're the Tree community at gmail.com um, and we can, you know, sort out any queries or anything there. They can check out our website. That's www.thebeetreecommunity.com. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Okay, thanks so much, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. It's really, really funny. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter letter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.